Hello, everybody, and welcome to In Their 20s. This is the podcast with the best advice. You know who we are. Every single week, we speak with the most influential people about what they did when they were in their 20s. But this week, we're speaking with someone who's currently in their 20s, Casey Adams. He's a well-known podcaster and the founder of Media Kits, which is the easiest way for content creators to share their analytics. Casey has a popular podcast called Rise of the Young. He's interviewed awesome guests like Larry King, Jordan Belfort, Mae Musk, Rick Ross, and so many more. His company now, as I mentioned, it's the easiest way for content creators to share their analytics. Why is this important? Because as a creator, having an easy-to-view dashboard of your engagement, followers, reach, and more can help you earn more money and leverage exciting deals. I want to say thank you so much to our amazing sponsors before we dive into this awesome conversation with Casey, Unstoppable Wallet and Stuvo. Unstoppable Wallet is the investor-focused asset management tool that puts privacy, open economy, and decentralization first. You know, in a complex world of crypto, Unstoppable Wallet tries to make it easier and more accessible for everybody. They're the youngest wallet to be recommended by Bitcoin.org, and they're building a very exciting product that you can learn more about at unstoppable.money and of course i have to introduce you to our friends at stuvo stuvo connects you with short-term work opportunities and guides you with a powerful ai insight so you can always reach your financial goals they also have a special debit card that rewards you for every single purchase that you make you can head over to apple store and google play to download stuvo today all right, without further ado, we're going to jump in with Casey Adams to hear about how he built media kits in his 20s. You ready to get started? I am ready. Thanks again for having me on there. I'm, Dude, I'm man, super, super excited for this. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of cool stuff. Um, I think you've seen a lot of the interviews I do. You know, I interview a lot of people who are 30s, 40s, 50s, but occasionally yeah. I, I bring on like very, very special 20 somethings that are doing amazing things. Um, I do like to start with the beginning though. So usually yeah. the beginning can be college days, but we're going to go back even a little further uh, with you. So let's say like when you were 10 years old, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Yeah, you know, I mean, first off, again, Landon, thank you so much for having me on the show today. You know, um, for me, looking back when I was 10 years old, um, I, I grew up an athlete. I grew up in a small town in Virginia. I, I played hockey since I was three years old, three years old, all the way up until 13. And then I switched to lacrosse and then I started playing football. But, you know, growing up, I was always driven by athletics. I was, um, you know, you always have these child ambitions to be a professional hockey player and, to, you know, shoot for the stars. And I totally had that growing up. But I think that as I was, you know, even just going into middle school um, and, and, and of course going in high school, the business world sort of just fell into my lap by accident, which we'll get into just through a, a severe neck injury, which left me almost paralyzed. But, you know, growing up around 10 years old, I would say, you know, I was very ambitious to be a professional athlete and mainly playing hockey, but coming from a small town in Virginia, that was super rare. And, um, you know, I totally heard those things like, Oh, that's not possible. That's not possible. But, uh, it was definitely a, an ambition of mine. <laughs> of course. And it's not too late. Obviously we could totally get there in the future for you to <laughs> hockey. And I'm going to see that one day. Um, perfect transition now. I mean, you just brought up the, uh, injury. Um, I want to talk about uncertainty a bit, you know, us 20 somethings, we've had to deal with so much uncertainty over the past. I mean, how long has the pandemic been going yeah, on? Man. Like no one knows what's going on. We're so confused about our futures. Um, but, you know, through uncertainty, we can turn these negative opportunities into something bigger. So let's talk about that injury a little bit and what you were able to build from that. 
Yeah, totally. So, you know, I remember it so vividly. I was a sophomore in high school. It was my second year playing college, uh, I said college, high school football. And I was going into my first varsity season. I was a running back, also playing slot. And, you know, you're so excited about the season ahead. And it was the first day of hitting practice where, you know, you're getting all your pads on, you're going down to the field, everyone's pumped up that I ended up doing this one drill that, um, you know, I, I accidentally spun this guy Then my head, my, my helmet sort of popped off a little bit and I landed on my back and slammed my head to the ground. And, um, this is the story I always like to tell because I go to the doctor the next day, you know, cause it wasn't one of those injuries where I'm like on the field, can't mm-hmm. move. It was like, I knew something was wrong. I go to sleep that night. I wake up and I can't even move my head in either direction. And yeah go to the hospital, get some x-rays and, you know, me being this young 16 or 15 year old kid at the time, super ambitious. I was like, Oh, I'll be fine. Give me a couple of weeks and I'll, I'll be back on the field. And I remember the doctor walked in, I'm with my mom and he says, I have some good news and I have some bad news. The good news is you're not paralyzed and you know, you can walk and continue your life and you'll be healthy and you'll recover from this. But the bad news is you have to be in a neck brace for six months and you can never play football again. And hearing that as a 15 year old kid, you know, it doesn't really process, right? Like you're in the moment, you're like, there's no way. And from that moment, walking out of the hospital, I mean, my life forever changed. And, you know, just to dive into it, that injury led me to this six month hiatus where I was depressed, not sure what I wanted to do with my life. And I sort of, again, by accident, stumbled into this personal development, entrepreneurship business space where I started learning about affiliate marketing and, you know, Facebook advertising and personal branding, which then led to podcasting. Um, but it, during these initial six months, I learned more from putting my head down and, or that's ironic. I couldn't put my head down cause I was a neck brace, but, <laughs> but, you know, just staying focused and um, like finding, uh, f- figuring out what I wanted to do and following things I was uh, super excited about, which was, you know, following people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Tony mm-hmm. Robbins and all these um, high level entrepreneurs and, you know, we can, we'll dive more into it, but through that process, um, I never looked back and it just became, you know, my, my career and where my focus was and, um, completely changed my life during that six month period. Well, it's crazy hearing that like that accident happened during practice, first day of practice. I hate saying that everything happens for a reason, but I do occasionally say that things happen and we have a choice, you know, what we do next. So during that six month hiatus where, you know, you were not feeling good, um, you really were lost on what you wanted to do in life. Was it like one day where you woke up and said, okay, I'm really passionate about, you know, personal development. I can be able to help other people. Or was it more accumulation over time that you came up with the idea to, you know, kind of build your personal brand? Yeah, it, it was definitely, and that's that's a great question, by the way. It was definitely a uh, you know a long journey of it's like the domino effect, right? Like I, I remember seeing the first ad that, that caught my attention was Ty Lopez. He was talking about the sixty-seven steps: health, wealth, love, and happiness. And I you know clicked on that ad and I went down this rabbit hole. And then I started following Gary Vee, and he's talking about personal branding. And you know it was really like over these six months where it wasn't that I wasn't. Um, like executing on things, but I was learning so much that as I was continuing to learn and dive into these books, I'm like, okay, I, I kind of have a game plan, right? Like, yeah, I want to start putting out content. I'm, I'm learning about advertising and marketing. What should my personal brand be? And I was writing all this stuff down. You know, I have journals filled back home in Virginia. And, and it's so cool to look back on the, my 15 year old self, sort of like game planning uh, my personal brand. Because um, at the time, you know, I, I didn't have a, a company, I didn't have a, a track record, but I, 
I was living in this story that I wasn't even aware of at the time where I was in this neck brace. I was learning so rapidly that I just started documenting um, my process and my journey and doing these book reviews on Snapchat. And over time, you know, it, it, it was built into this personal brand that has shifted and changed so much over the, over the last four, almost five years now. But it, it was absolutely a journey of um, like self-discovery and, you know, moving out of 2016, going to 2017, um, that was the year that I was just executing on content, like the entire year of 2016, uh, 2017, leading towards the end is where, when I started my podcast, December 2017. And the whole idea and reason for starting the show was uh, like, hey, I've been putting out content. I've been meeting all these great people on social media. I'm starting to build this small following. I want to have more deep, intimate conversations with entrepreneurs and, and really learn the game, whether that's fundraising or building, starting, scaling, selling a company. And just overall, like the entrepreneurial spirit. And it started off just, you know, DMing friends of mine that I met that were my age, like my, my business partner now, Kieran, um, to my buddy, Caleb Maddox. And um, I ended up just setting this ambitious goal <clears throat> after I got in touch with Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, I was like, I want to do 60 interviews in 90 days. And I ended up knocking that out of the park. I was coming over from high school doing like two, three interviews a day, like being obsessive in the DMs. and from that just uh, like hyper focused time, I became obsessed with podcasting. It opened up so many doors and really moving into, um, you know, the year and, and the years ahead, it's became not only a part, a huge part of my identity, but it, it's opened up 99% doors regarding where I am today with media kits and what we've been doing, you know, the round we raised last year and just everything put together. And, um, you know, it, it was absolutely going back to the key question, a domino effect that I was just following different things and um, figuring out what I was great at and what I was, you know, what I was excited about. And, um, you know, over the years that led to what I'm doing now at Media Kits. Of course, man. And I tell people all the time that like, it's not necessarily about what you do, it's what you create. And you're an awesome creator. Like you've created so many amazing things. Just breaking down a few of these, again, as you mentioned, you wrote a book, you've created killer content online. Um, of course, we're going to get to your company, but let's talk about this podcast a little bit as well. Um, you've been able to speak with amazing people like Gary Vee, Larry King, uh, Rick Ross is one of my favorite episodes as well. Uh, when it comes to personal branding, like what are your personal principles for building credibility on the internet, because I've just been so impressed with what you've been able to do. And I think that you have so many lessons at other 20 somethings doesn't have to be at, you know, the scale of yours, but like, how can we start to build credibility in a presence online? Absolutely. No, another incredible question. You know, when I really started focusing on personal branding and this idea of like, you know, building social credibility, um, you know, I think there's two things I want to talk about. One's the, the, you know, the advantage of being young and, um, you know, mm -hmm. not necessarily having this crazy track record where you get to build and shift your identity, but there's also a disadvantage where, you know, if I was to talk about like the perfect way to build your personal brand, it's probably like, you know, go build something incredible. And then, you know, people know you for that. But I was, you know, the 17 year old kid didn't have a massively successful company before I was just trying to build my craft. And I always talked about this one key principle. And it was build credibility by associating with credible people mm. and, and to do that very genuinely. And for me, it was through the podcast, right? Which started of just interviewing friends of mine and then led to the people, as you mentioned, like Larry King or Rick Ross or May Musk and, and all these incredible people starting very, very small. You know, I was just so obsessed with getting out there. And I think this is super important, especially over the last two years of, you know, of COVID and work from home where, you know, during the years 2017, 2018, 2019, I was 
um, going out to LA almost once a month when I was in high school, I was flying back and forth, you know, spending like every dollar I made, just like, let me go to LA, let me go to LA, go to these events uh, for people like uh, Dan Fleischman, who's a mentor of mine. He was always hosting these things called elevator nights and he would always invite me to them. And, you know, just to, to take a step back too, like I always tell people the hardest sale of my life was um, a asking my, letting my parents uh, asking my parents to let me travel to California by myself when I was 17 years old to go to these type of events. But I was just extremely focused on getting out there, doing some podcasts in person, meeting great people, shaking hands, going to all these different events that not only did the credibility build through that, but the, the real life experience and, you know, just the fact that I was showing up. Like one story I always like to tell was um, I, I wanted to have Grant Cardone on my podcast and I sent him a DM I was like, hey, Graham, would love to have you on the show. You know, did my little pitch. Mm-hmm. And he was like, perfect. Email my, my assistant, Katie, uh, I believe her name was. I email her and I was just like, let me just shoot my shot. I said, hey, I will, I'll be in Miami next Thursday at 4 p.m. Or I'll be in next, uh, Miami next week from Wednesday to Friday. Would love to have Grant on my show and would love to come to the studio in person if it's possible. She's like, perfect. Just booked you at, you know, Thursday at three. See you then. And what people don't know about that was I had no plans to be in Miami. I've never been to Miami. <laughs> oh, and I, I just, I just was like, let me shoot my shot. Uh, Cause I read about this in uh, actually one of his books, Seller Be Sold. Wow. So I'm now like, oh God, I have to go to, I have to get to Miami. So I, I book my flights to Miami with a couple of friends of mine. We go there. I, I'm missing two, three days of school. I tell Grant this story as I'm interviewing him, he's cracking up. And I, I did the same thing for the mayor of Miami. And I saw you just interviewed him as well. Yeah. He's incredible. Such a cool um, guy. Same thing. And I still use some of these tactics. I'm like, hey, I would love to do it in person. And they agree. And I, I, I get out there. And, and then I figure it that, out after. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's probably not the most scalable strategy. But in terms of just like getting in the room with people, mm-hmm. I think anyone can learn something from that, especially if you're young and you're trying to build your brand, build your credibility. It's like focus on showing up, whether that's in the DMs, pitching your podcast to someone or your company to investors. Um, you know, and, and even on a, on the flip side, like some of the investors we have for media kits in our, in our pre-seed round came from a cold DM. Um, and it's like, just, you have to show up whether that's digitally in the DMS or, you know, posting content or physically and showing up to events and just being in the right rooms. I think, uh, you know, if I was to summarize my answer to this question of how do you build credibility, it's a showing up and doing the things and getting creative, but B in terms of like social media and personal branding, it's just documenting those experiences, right? It's talking about them, right? Like this is a clear example. It's talking yep. about this on a podcast, like letting people know, um, you know, not only your expertise, but the stories that you have, because I, I'm a huge believer in just, you learn through stories. And I think if we can all point to um, the people we admire the most, I, I read your thread today on Alexis from 776 and like, that's a story, right? Like that hits home. And, and if you can just tell your story authentically, um, I think that's a huge way to build credibility. And if you do that over time, that's the best way to stack it. Dude, I love that. You shared a lot of bars there. So like, number one, like, <laughs> you know, being around credible people, super important. I completely agree. Showing up is really important. I love your points on like building in public also. I know you didn't coin it like that, but I mean, you know, people think yeah. the word building in public or the statement is only for tech people. I think we can all build in public, you know, showing people updates. Um, you do that so well. Um, you didn't use this word specifically, but I mean, obviously you've just done it so well with your career consistency as well. Um, and I related to a lot of the stuff you mentioned with getting guests. I mean, you know, my guests have evolved over time. I mean, look, I'm speaking with you right now. I'm like, yeah, obviously, totally. I totally remember seeing your show, like when I was getting started and like, this is like unbelievable moment for sure. Like, how have you on my show now? Because 
you know, like just thinking that. like you got to be consistent. Your show is, you be consistent. Your show is incredible too, man. I, I'm super impressed by you and, and I love your, your shows and I'm a huge fan as well. So thank you, man. Thank that you. means a lot. Um, sure. So now I want to change the discussion a little bit. I want to specifically pivot and talk about pivots. I think that you pivot so, so well. You, of course, and we've spoken about a lot of this book to podcast to now, you know, you are building a company, media kits, all like different, um, you know, matters, but like you're using, you know, each one to like piggyback and like pivot onto something else. I think that's a skill that like needs to be acquired over time. Like <laughs> some pivots make no sense, but everything I've seen from you um, so far with how you've been able to pivot makes so much sense. So I'm just curious, like, how have you mastered the art of the pivot? Because it <laughs> yeah, can be no, scary. I want to say like, totally. it can be scary to totally do that. But, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'm so glad you brought that up because I think just unknowingly, I, I've made so many different pivots, right? I, I think like just even giving people some context, whether that's where I live or the business venture that I'm a part of, um, you know, I, as I said, I'm from a small town in Virginia and right after high school, if, if you were to just talk about pivots, I pivoted and moved across the country and yep. uh, I was part of this media company called Build Your Empire. We were doing some awesome events um, at this entrepreneurial type of house uh, right in the heart of Scottsdale. And I, I was a part of that company for two years. Just We did dozens of events. That's how I met some of my early guests, like Drama from Young and Reckless and Rob Jerdak and Robert Green and all these cool people. I'm just doing dozens of personal events. But like those events in that company, Build Your Empire, you know, I might not talk about it or, or be a part of it today, um, but that's strategically, right? Because I, I made a pivot. And when you pivot, it's like, you know, maybe you have to pivot your personal brand. You have to pivot where you want people to focus on. Um, but I think for me, like pivoting from, you know, writing a book, from, from doing affiliate marketing on Snapchat to being a part of Build Your Empire to, um, you know, launching a, this tech startup media kit. Um, and even something as small as like my podcast name, right? Like I started my podcast, it was Rise of the Young for so long. And I, I feel like I outgrew it where I just shifted it uh, to the Casey Adams show. And, and I'm mm -hmm. a part of this cool podcast network called Blue Wire now. Um, and we have this, they have a cool studio in Vegas that I record a lot of my shows at. And I was, you know, the first things first is pivots are scary, right? Like you might, you're, it, you're all in your head and the moment you do it, it feels so good. And I think just speaking on firsthand, you know, I think everyone can relate to when you make a big change or even a small change, it's very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think this quote, people may say it's cliche, but you have to start being comfortable with getting uncomfortable. And I've said that to myself, I've consistent, I've consistently wrote it down in my journal since I was 16 years old. And whenever I feel like I'm getting comfortable and things are just flowing and, you know, my schedule's the same, I try to put myself in a position to be uncomfortable. Like even something as simple as, um, like I used to run like two to three miles on average when I was to go on a run. And then I, I upped it to like five miles. And then really in like October, November, December of last year, um, I just, I just felt like I was getting comfortable, right? Like, oh, running two miles to four miles, I can do it. it it's not that much work where I'm like, I want to run a marathon, right? Because I think like challenging yourself physically is a great way to challenge yourself mentally that converts into to the business realm. So now I'm training for a marathon and it's very wow. uncomfortable. It's, it's uh, you know, it, it's strenuous running, which I'm not the biggest fan of running. I just like it for the, you know, the training and the mental aspect. But, you know, going back to pivoting, I think it's just like find where pivots make sense and like go all in on it. Like with media kits, right? Um, like not many people know this, but prior to media kids, I was kind of working on this podcasting um, startup called Podswipe. It, it never launched. I was just kind of like formulating the idea, trying to put it together. We didn't raise any money for it or anything. Um, and then my business partner, Kieran, we, we've had this idea for media kits for years. 
And it was really just during the pandemic when we were roommates back in 2020, where um, I was kind of working on this idea. And he's like, hey, like, I think this is the, a great time to launch media kits. Uh, we should go and do this. And, you know, that, that's a big, big pivot to stop kind of what I was pursuing and what I was focused on to then say, hey, you're right. Like we've, we've talked about this for years. The timing could not be any better. I feel like we, you know, we complement each other with our skill sets. So I pivoted. And I think that, as you mentioned, um, it's something that I sometimes do by accident or unknowingly, mm-hmm. but it is something that I, you know, looking back on, I realize I've, I've made many, 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 many pivots. Um, and it's good for growth. It's good for, um, you know, like mental discipline to say like, Hey, when you pivot, you like focus on it and build it and figure out if it works, stick to it. If it, if it doesn't pivot again. And I think that's something that everyone can learn, learn from. No, that's great advice, man. And I think that's a perfect pivot to talk about media <laughs> kits. I mean, you also, and you didn't mention this, but I think you're the right guy to build this also. I mean, just like seeing like how the brand, Thank you. how big of the brand you've been able to build like this, this is a good company for you. So media kits, you guys, and we spoke about personal branding, the importance of personal branding. You guys are building a new new age uh, resume digitally for creators to like really show their work, um, you know, their reach as, as well uh, to help them leverage more opportunities in the future, financial opportunities, you know, like any opportunities for them to connect with brands. I mean, it's really cool that you guys are building like this new product. So I'm curious and would love to jump in and just kind of talking about like what you guys have built so far with media kits and what we can expect also yeah. uh, coming in the future. Totally. No, I appreciate that. You know, for those that may not know what Media Kits is, it's simply the easiest way to share your creator analytics. And, you know, what that means, and hence the name of the company, Media Kits, is, you know, traditionally Media Kits have been used for decades, even centuries, to, you know, pitch yourself to a, a publisher to, as an advertiser. And, you know, from when, it, from when it comes to personal branding, I've been well aware of Media Kits for the past five years, ever since I even launched my podcast, where if I'm trying to do a brand deal, they're asking, they're going to ask me for my media kit. They want to see, you know, who my, who I am, my bio, um, you know, my, my past episodes on my show, my past work, my, you know, publications I've been featured in, featured in whatever it may be, but little background and backstory on media kits and really how the idea came to fruition was uh, my business partner, and I, Kieran back in, this was like 2018, one of our best friends, his name is JR Garage. He's a big automotive YouTuber. Uh, he came to us. We're all from Virginia for context and we're all good friends. Um, just met on social media back in 2017, but he came to us and was like, Hey guys, Pennzoil reached out to me to do a brand deal. They saw some of my automotive content. Uh, you guys are in marketing. Uh, can you guys build me a media kit? So, you know, we're like, Oh, what, what's a media kit. So we do our research. We ended up building him one on Canva or Photoshop or, you know, taking screenshots of his YouTube channel and asking him for his Instagram screenshot analytics, build him a little media kit, takes a couple hours. We send it to him. He gets the brand deal. And then, about two months later, he hits us back and is like, hey, guys, uh, Ferrari contacted me. They want to fly me down to Daytona Beach, Florida to do this big brand deal and activation. Can you update my media kit? Because since then, I've had a video go viral. I've changed my profile picture, my username. All my stats are different. So can you update this? So we're like, sure. We go ahead and update it. You know, We're changing twos to threes and five to sixes when it comes to the analytics. And that's when we really had this light bulb moment. We're like, why isn't there a way for creators to easily build a media kit that never gets outdated that you can easily share through a link? Mm-hmm. And that was the moment where like, we should go build this. And, you know, at the time we were both pursuing different things. We were still living in Virginia, didn't necessarily have the time or resources. So we shelved the idea. And that brings me back to what I brought up just a moment ago, which was back in 2020, we were roommates. TikTok started really blowing up. You know, you see 
influencers like Charlie D'Amelio and Addison Rae like being minted as celebrities overnight. <laughs> and we're like, wow, we, this is, you know, I, I think this is a good time to go build this. The creator economy is growing year over year. Um, now from the podcast, I have all these relationships. If we want to go raise money, like let's go do this. Mm-hmm. And then we just started building, you know, hiring the, the developer, getting a designer. And then we ended up launching last August. We had this big launch party here in LA with Khalifa Perform. We had like yep. 600 different creators there. Awesome thing. But one thing important to note was, and we talk about this with, with everyone that we, we speak to is like the first two months post launch, like it was a disaster, right? Like we, we had bugs with the product. There was things that we needed to, to fix. We had some international uh, developers that we were working with. And after like a, a month and a half of fixing these bugs, um, I guess you could say that we, we technically like relaunched mid-October. And from there, we, we've really just been on this stride of launching new integrations. We just launched uh, Twitch yesterday and we have hundreds of streamers loving what we're doing in terms of being able to showcase their Twitch data, we have hundreds of different creators messaging us every other day, just saying like, Hey, thank you so much. This helped me get a brand deal. This advertiser loved it. And, you know, for me as a founder, I, I am so excited about what we're doing because, you know, I also get pitched all the time for, for people to be on my podcast and people send me their media kits and all this stuff. So like, I'm so in the, the creator space myself as a podcaster and as someone that um, has been in it for a, a years that, the tool we're building, I believe is it's the right time with the creator economy. And um, yeah, we're just super excited about it. We have an incredible team and uh, it's only the beginning. So we're pumped. Dude, I'm super excited for you. And I know that a big buzzword now is like ownership. Everybody's talking about the future of ownership um, on the internet. And I just think this is like really allowing content creators to just take ownership of their careers, um, of the content they're putting out um, and really be able to, you know, broker their own deals because, you know, you guys are just making it much easier to share, like specifically their reach, their analytics, what they have accomplished online um, in an easy to view way. So I'm really ex- proud and excited for you, man. This is super Thank cool. You. I love the idea. Um, I've loved it for a while on the product. I mean, it's exceptional. It looks great. And I'm excited for more people to learn more about media kits. Thank you so much, Landon. I appreciated yeah. that. And, um, you know, even just last thing too on media kits, I think um, like in terms of the future, how we think about it, it it's, it's something that you know, there's, there's multiple avenues of creators, right? There's musicians, there's podcasters, there's athletes, there's Twitch streamers that we're just super excited to help all of these creators organize their cross-platform data in one singular place. And I think if we can do that, we can, you know, help the creator economy overall. So yeah, we're excited. And, and I appreciate you for, for checking it out and, you know, just following, following the journey. <laughs> of course, man. No, no, no. I'll be following it more. Like I'm really excited for you guys and appreciate you joining the show. This was a lot of fun, man. Just allowing people to hear about your personal journey, um, everything you've been able to accomplish, your personal advice for building a brand, um, and also what we can expect from you in the future. So thank you. Of course. Thank you so much, Landon.